everyone. Welcome back. It's the 36th edition of the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as usual, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. What's going on, guys? Going well, my friend. Uh, had a had a good week. Uh, this cold weather just uh, decided to hop in this evening. What a so this lovely be nice. surprise. Man, what it just kind of kind of snuck up on us, didn't it? It did. I just, you know, just decided to go outside this, this evening. And what do you know? It's in the 60s, and it's just going to get colder from here. I love it. Oh. So nice. Unfortunately, it's a couple of days past uh, the topic of this evening, but uh, yeah, that would have been nice, I'm sure. It would have. It would have, but it's okay. It's okay. I mean, we're in Florida. We live in Florida. We, we're we used to the heat. So oh, we yeah. expect it now. You know, but, Par for the course, yes. man. Yep. yep. It is lovely to uh, have a nice surprise of cooler weather come through. So, Yeah. What's uh what's been going on, Ryan? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Just a uh, just a regular old humdrum week of work <laughs> and adult stuff. You know how it is. Yes, unfortunately, I know how it is. Mm-hmm. I know how it'd be like. So it'd be that way. It do. It do. It do be like that sometimes. Um, we <laughs> we've got a um. A great topic for you guys today. Uh, as you can tell, probably by the episode title, we'll be diving into a full recap and a review of our experience at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party 2022. Uh, my family and I got to go down this past weekend uh, and join the party on uh, Sunday, the 16th. So we're fresh off of uh, fresh off of that experience and uh, excited to tell everyone about that so um, we'll we'll get to that in just a few minutes uh, but before we do we'll um, dive into a few different uh, news topics so uh, Ryan if you want to take it away yeah I um I was kind of scrolling through Twitter today uh, while at work on my break and just a few things come across my feed that a couple of them were interesting and a couple of them were a little disheartening so the first one I'm starting off with uh, is actually kind of coming down the pipeline from the rumor mill, but I've seen it from several credible sources that I've uh, you know come to know pretty well. Mm-hmm. But the um, the rumor coming down the pipeline is that the play pavilion has pretty much been ripcorded at Epcot. Oh, no surprise to be honest. Yes, no surprise. I mean, they really haven't gone far into developing that area, so. I'm not surprised in the least bit. Yeah, and apparently Josh DiAmaro is supposed to be the aggressor who pulled the trigger on this this decision. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's just what's being said. And, um, you know, with the whole deal about Harmonious going away and just all these big projects that have had so much time and money sunk into them, it's kind of consistent. I mean, you see a little bit of a trend here. Um, I don't like it, but no, well, I mean, we, we, you know, we talked about this recently. Yeah. That we hadn't, you know, that was unveiled in 2019 and we never really seen anything come to fruition since then. Uh, you know, they had, they had had small signs of some construction, but, and, you know, so we've seen photos of people working on this facility, but, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised for them, you know, just to just to leave it 
as is, you know, to leave it unfinished in the middle of construction, essentially. So I don't know. Hopefully this is, uh, you know, you said this was a rumor uh, and hopefully it's just that and we can get a little bit more um, information on this. And hopefully it's, it's, you know, altogether faults in that we actually see this, you know, come to fruition once and for all, because I really love the idea of this. Yeah. The concept was cool. So um, yeah, this would be, this would be a sad one to see go away. Yeah. uh, It would be a, it would be a big hit as far as just, you know, public credibility. Uh, I think this would not be a good decision. Let's, let's hope and pray that it's, it's all rumor, but I'll move on to some uh, better news. So, there has been a teaser release for possibly a Mickey popcorn bucket that is going to be an annual pass holder exclusive for Walt Disney uh, World. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. So there hasn't really been a design released yet, but the, the concept art has like, you know, the newer style cartoon Mickey mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. peeking over a pile of popcorn. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a, a neat little, neat little design for that. I like um, it can't wait might be one that i add to my collection hey you know how it is agreed. yes sir but um, you know moving on to epcot now so the acre shoes restaurant finally has an official reopening date yeah yeah this is a good one especially for the for your family ryan yes and the princess loving uh girls and fans Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool uh, character experience. Yeah, I can't wait. So, yeah, November 4th, um, it's going to be back doing its thing, uh, offering some traditional, you know, like Norwegian cuisine and uh, also mm-hmm. some American cuisine just uh, to kind of satisfy the simple folks. But uh, mm-hmm. I kind of want to get in there and try like the, the Norwegian meatballs, you know, probably kind of like the Ikea oh. meatballs. Oh, yeah. Can't, can't go bad. wrong with those. Um, yeah, that's gonna, that's gonna definitely be one that my uh, my girls are gonna want to go do and and you know get the encounters with the the characters there. That's gonna be a real big deal. Plus, I want to get like you know the the big adult size Swiss cake. That's the dessert there. <laughs> yes, oh, Lord. Yes, it was a you know I I heard really good things about the restaurant before you know before it closed due to COVID and I, hopefully they took this opportunity just to kind of. And, you know, revamp the space Refresh a little it. bit. Yeah. And just, you know, get it, get it all the way, you know, together. And hopefully it's a, a good product like it, like it was regarded as before. So yeah, I would sure imagine, I would imagine with, you know, frozen ever after getting the fanfare that it does that they probably gave it due diligence for the restaurant. I would yeah. think. And that restaurant always had decent foot traffic in it too. So I wouldn't be surprised to see it hit the ground running. Yeah. Um, but lastly on the, the news feed, uh, tomorrow is a big day for Disneyland Resort, uh, especially if you are a eligible Magic Key holder or mm-hmm. a DVC member or a cast member, because you get uh, early release of Magic Band Plus for Disneyland tomorrow, a week, a week before everybody else. So I'm excited to see what kind of designs there are, because I might buy a Disneyland one just to have it. Uh, <laughs> day one release, why not? And, yeah, that'd uh, be pretty cool. Yeah, just it's really cool finally to see Disneyland kind of getting some of the things that Disney World has and, you know, kind of staying with the times and, and you know, everybody being on an even playing field. Yeah, and we've, you know, brought this up before. Like, yeah, it's, it's just a basically a watch 
that grants you access uh, to the parks, you know, via Bluetooth when you connect it to your account, uh, gets you into your rooms in the uh, resorts. I'm not sure if they're incorporating that aspect of it yet in Disneyland. I guess that's TBD. But um, we also have spoken about the the fun things that it brings to the table that otherwise you wouldn't experience, like with the statues at uh, Walt right. Disney World right now. That's pretty fun. That wasn't there before. Then you have the special editions. I'm hoping uh, they start you know rolling some special edition Magic Band Plus out and see. Uh, what they do at the turnstiles because uh, you know the former uh, Magic Band 2.0. Uh, we loved our limited editions. Me and Ryan are not shy yeah. to say that we spend a decent amount of money on some limited edition <laughs> Magic Bands, and uh, we we love them for that reason alone. It's just it's that little extra something special. So yeah. I'm curious to see what Magic Band Plus brings to the table uh, for Disneyland, uh, also for us over here on the East Coast. So. Uh, I guess there's more to come on that. Yeah, and I I think that you know with more users and more uh, more varieties of use that maybe that will improve the user experience and how they make um, the Magic Band Plus a an experience, right? Yeah, like how they will incorporate it more and more. I think having a wider audience and a wider use case helps the you know helps the team working on that to broaden that. Uh, and so I want to also say that Disneyland is going to need something for them because they didn't get the statues like we did. Yeah, I'm sure. The parks, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll have they have something in the works and, you know, they'll probably go. Uh, I would hope fireworks so, as well. So, yeah. yeah, that's exciting. So how was um, how was your weekend, Jordan? I'm I'm dying to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my weekend was pretty fantastic. Um we uh we well let's start with friday let's let's rewind to friday yeah, let's talk yeah. from there sure uh we so family and i and um my mom as well she, uh party of five rolled down to orlando this weekend and uh stayed at a good neighbor hotel uh, with the intention of that we that we wouldn't be doing a whole lot of anything uh for the weekend itself um, other than the uh, Halloween party, so we just had. I found a good hotel um, that we were able to uh, stay at and ha- have a one bedroom, plenty of space for all of us to hang out, uh, plenty of uh, pool time, uh, just you know, just good uh, setting for all of us to stay in. Uh, we did venture into uh, Disney Springs on Saturday. And went through a ton of stores, and I, I threw a few few progressions on the uh, the Instagram story. So if you're following along with us on Instagram, which you can do it off at off the monorails, uh, be sure you're following us there. And uh, you know, we dove into a few different stores, and you know, spent a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went over to Basin, you know, grabbed a few few luxuries there. A little bit of basicness. Oh, there was some basic basicness to be had, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> Did you walk out with silky smooth hands? Oh, you know it. Oh. You know it, baby. You smooth know it. as a baby's bottom. <laughs> but yeah, we dipped into, uh, we dipped into uh, the uh, co-op, found some cool, some cool offerings there uh, from the vault collection. Uh, we slipped into, uh, let's see, we, of course, went to the Lego store, spent a little bit too much money there. 
um, as you as one does. <laughs> um, when to when to Joffrey's got a nice uh, nice pumpkin pie latte with a little mm. Donald Duck. Um, How was on that? Top. Oh, it was it was so good, so good. Just you know, hit the spot for sure. Uh, so you know, it was a hot brew. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because okay. we there's a. I got a first thing in the morning when we got there. Okay. We got there pretty much when springs had opened, so there wasn't too many too much traffic yet. The sun oh, was still kind of peeking around. You know, you're in the shadows, and it was right. still had a little bit of coolness in the air. Uh, so had to get a nice hot pumpkin pie latte, and decided to get a little little Donald stamped on top of it too. So nice. That was a nice little touch. Um, yeah, we went to a few other shops. Um, Javianas. Uh, we went to the Javianas store for the first time, and uh, mainly because Gibson saw some. The advertising worked on the window. Saw some uh, light year flip flops that he just oh, had boy. to have. So, of, of course, and they're glow in the dark too. So, oh yeah, money. Yeah. So it was it was a cool little setup. Small store, but um, if people know Javianas brand, they're well known uh, flip flop company. And uh, make some really cool designs. They have a huge, basically a huge feature wall of nothing but Disney inspired designs. So if you are a fan or looking for some flip flops, go in there. They've got something probably for everybody's taste. So uh, pretty cool little store. And yeah, we just we spent our day. Uh, we got some lunch over at uh, Earl of Sandwich. Got an early lunch okay. there, uh, which is a good affordable option, real quick and easy. Uh, option at Disney Springs. Uh, so if you're looking for something that's just, um, you know, not in the thick of the hustle and bustle right. and doesn't require a dining reservation and just a good, solid, affordable meal, uh, Earl of Sandwiches is, is that place. It's really good. Uh, they have some really good varieties. Um, they do mobile ordering through their own websites at Disney mm. Springs location. So did not know that. Yeah, it was really cool because we were just walking over and we were like getting a couple other things ready and just mobile ordered and it was done in time to for everything we needed. So that was uh, so that was really nice to to have as well. So, but yeah, I uh, just went through Disney Springs and enjoyed our enjoyed our morning uh, time there and. Uh, went back to went back to the resort for a little bit of pool time and a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, rest and relaxation. So, uh, what resort did you stay at this time? Uh, we we stayed at a Homewood Suites um, just off of um, Palm Parkway, so just around the corner from Disney Springs. Uh, so it's just across the uh, Lake Buena Vista Drive. Um, that exit is just it's essentially just across the street. Uh, maybe maybe a mile and a half or two away from the Disney Springs uh, entrance. So okay, well, not, like not said, terrible. Yeah, a couple episodes yeah. ago we talked about the the Good Neighbor hotels. Man, you you can't go wrong with them for for what they are. They're incredible. Yeah, it was just you know this this weekend happened to be one again. It, you know we're just kind of getting into the thick of it where. The season and availability just isn't there for on-site Disney hotels and resorts. And so I was able to snag a, a killer deal. And even our hotel was sold out for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one of those, you know, one of those weekends that there was a lot of demand. And so, but when you, whenever you can stay affordably and have it still have a one bedroom option, uh, to comfortably fit five people, you know, and and have that extra living space and have a kitchen and that that comes in 
it comes in handy. So mm -hmm. uh, we made full full use of uh, full use of that, and it was a good it's good hotel. We've stayed there a number of times previously, and it was a pretty good stay this time as well. So no complaint from the hotel. And for those that are uh, curious about uh, the Good Neighbor Hotels. We'll have a detailed blog uh, getting posted soon after this uh, recording gets posted. Uh, that way you guys can uh, read up on that on our website at offthemonorails.com. And uh, we'll have some pictures and some uh, some information for you there if you're looking into options outside of the Disney Resort hotels. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to still stay close and but also get a little bit more get some bang for your buck as well. You know? Exactly. So. And who don't like racking up some points, you know, and spending <laughs> that down the road, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, so we, we decided to just, you know, go back to the hotel, have, have a little bit of time there. And then, um, what we did, uh, we did one of my favorite tricks. So for dinner, obviously you can make, there's still plenty of reservations to be made at a number of Disney resort mm -hmm. um or at the at disney springs uh but uh one of my favorite restaurants on property probably you know arguably my favorite restaurant on property is not one that requires reservations mm -hmm. and uh it's at wilderness lodge and so because we were not staying at wilderness lodge or we did not have a food reservation at wilderness lodge we can't park there so um, I wanted to go to Geyser Point for dinner, and you guys know that my my love for Geyser Point, and so mm -hmm. we we did one of my favorite tricks, and um, and so hopefully you know if you're listening, you can you can do this too to take advantage of some on site dining um, when it, you don't think you can go and park. Uh, so what we decided to do is since we had to get to Wilderness Lodge to eat at, at Geyser Point is we drove back to Disney Springs again only a you know less than 5 minute drive uh parked in the garage and then strolled on over to the bus area mm -hmm. and yep. took the Wilderness Lodge bus from Disney Springs straight to straight to Wilderness Lodge <laughs> so uh, it's an easy way for us to park and park in the shade park in the garage and then easily catch Disney tra use tra Disney transportation to to the resort and strolled up went to geyser point put our name on the wait list which is about an hour wait and then we just took the took the wilderness lodge in you know just strolled around uh plenty of sites uh you know you guys know i love wilderness lodge mm -hmm. it's my favorite resort on disney property and uh so plenty to do plenty to see uh you know can always go and relax in um the uh carolwood pacific uh, room there at Boulder Ridge Villas, um, you know, go by the geyser. It was going off. Uh, just take a stroll around the lake. Uh, we went by Reunion Station, uh, mm -hmm. which is the uh, DVC kind of activity area at the resort, and they had you know the pool table. They had uh, ping pong. Um, so we were just playing some games there. They had uh, some cornhole going on as well. And it's just, and it's all right there by the lake. And I even went live on Instagram real quick just to kind of show everyone. And it's just a great way to, you know, breeze was kicking up off the lake there. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a great way to kind of encapsulate an evening, you know, and just have a good time and, you know, 
to to the day uh, while you in again we're just waiting for for our, our name you know for our table to be ready so yeah it was a great great time it's kind of just taking the resort in see and, and this is one of the things that we love to sh- you know cast a light on uh jordan other than your uh your obviously you paid for your dinner yeah. uh how much did you pay to park at Disney Springs, hop on the bus, and go tour Wilderness Lodge? Zero dollars. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> See, it's it's one of them things that costs you nothing but time. Correct. So and it was a great have, time. <laughs> oh yeah, and and you can do this at literally any of the Disney resorts. Yeah, park at Disney Springs, hop on the bus that goes to the resort you're wanting to visit. Yeah. Go visit that resort. Yeah, it's and one. Of, it's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite trick for staying off property. It is so, like even if you want to go to the parks, if you are staying off property, mm-hmm. get up early in the morning, go to Disney Springs. Uh, the bus and it just time it when the buses start over there. Literally, go park in the garage so you're not parking on a surface at the at the at the park. You're not parking in the hot sun. Your car is in a garage, so it's in the shade, which I appreciate. And then hop on a resort bus. If you're going to Epcot, take take uh, the boardwalk uh, um, bus and just get dropped off right Literally there at boardwalk. Walk. walk right into the back entrance, the World Showcase entrance of Epcot. It's really that easy. And, and it's not one a of my good favorite. chunk of your steps out on your Apple Watch. Exactly. Yeah, it's just good. It's, you know. All around good. Yeah. I, so it's my favorite tactic, and I'll use it time and time and again until Disney doesn't let us. Um, exactly. But it's. Yeah, it's just a good way. And so, yeah, we, we, once we got seated, you know, Geyser Point is Geyser Point and it never disappoints. Um, you know, I, I, of course, got the bison burger mm-hmm. and it's money every time. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, uh, but mom got the wings, um, which are like a, 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 a like a Thai wing. Uh, they're okay. super good. Um, and then, um, Melissa got the got the salmon uh, dish as well with quinoa, and then uh, which is always good. Like it's one of her favorite dishes on property. And then uh, they have some really cool things for the kids. Um, we got a fruit plate for them to share, and then they have a they have a uh, like a finger food um, platter for for the kids. And it's mm. it's literally their roasted uh, turkey that they've that they usually will make the roasted turkey sandwich with, and they just chop it up. And serve it just like chopped up. They have some sliced okay. cucumbers. They have like a little ball of quinoa. They've got some sliced uh, cheddar, and um, and they have a couple other things there too for the kids. But uh, I was just like some sliced toast. Um, but yeah, it's like just little finger food snacky type things. But things you can also feel good about your kids eating, right? So it's it's a really cool, different way of getting a kid's meal. You know, so yeah, I can certainly appreciate that. That's that's a good menu offering. Yeah, and was it a fairly decent price? Yeah, it's not terrible when you when all things considered, right? Um, you, I mean, we get a lot of food. You know, it, okay. So the um, so yeah, it's is I think it's a great value for what you're getting, and um, you know, of course, I, I got a uh, I had a beer uh, with dinner, and uh, and then. My mom and Melissa uh, both each got they had a, a special a Halloween margarita flight with different um, mm. different margarita varieties. So they each got that, and I'll uh, I'll share some uh, photos of that as well 
uh, for everyone as in the um, in, a, in a recap there as well on the blog. Gotcha. Well, I, I think it's time that we uh, dive head first into the the Mickey's not so scary Halloween party that you attended. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the party goes. Uh, the party was on Sunday, and really Sunday we took advantage of just trying to relax and not do much of anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially being a, up that late, anyway. Correct, and you know, normally our kids are are the ones to be in bed about you know eight o'clock usually every night. Just try to ch- stick to the schedule, um, and you know. Uh, Grayson still being pretty young, you know, try to keep him on track. It's just better for him. But, um, but yeah, so we, we tried to stay up a little bit later on Saturday night, just to try to acclimate a little bit and then try to sleep in Sunday as much as possible. And then really just try to be very lackadaisical on Sunday. And mm-hmm. uh, we got them a nap. Uh, everyone got a nap on Sunday afternoon. And then we uh, hopped on over to Magic Kingdom at right around five o'clock. Um, the parties, the you could actually get into Magic Kingdom at four o'clock with the pass. Uh, right. But uh, we got in, we we got around over there about five o'clock, and the party officially started at seven. Uh, so when we got there, people were already on their way out uh, of of Magic Kingdom. Uh, all the guests they try to get out by six o'clock. Uh, right. And then, uh, and then the party again officially starts at seven. So when we got there, you know, there was a, a good, a good crowd leaving Magic Kingdom, was, which was nice to see. Um, and it, you could, you could definitely feel it. You know, you get in. It was really cool too because the the magic kind of started as soon as you go to the, you know, go to the touch points. Uh, because you know, as soon as I touched my my pass to it, um, and, you know, it, instead of just the standard uh, green ring. It it kind of played a, like a like a a spooky tone Ooh, and lit up okay. uh, lit up purple and then green. Oh, uh, so nice. it was yeah, it was a nice little touch. You know, it's like oh okay, like that's a, that's a nice. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, so that so it had a little touch of at the touch point, and then uh, you went uh, directly to, over to uh, to the next attendee and it got your wristband for the event. And then as you walk through uh, underneath the train station. Uh, into um, Main Street USA, uh, just over to the right, they had you know they had a big sign that any party goers uh, just f- filtered over to the right uh, past um, past the uh, town hall. So uh, went through, and it was a great experience because they just handed you your bags right off the bat there as well. Nice little souvenir like um, uh, party you know, favor bag to put all okay. your treats in. And it was, a, you know, it's a little small, but it's a nice little quality bag, you know, a um, little nice little souvenir, but I will say it, it was small and because, and we felt the effects of it being small because they just started handing out candy, like mad people. <laughs> I mean, like double fisting, like just like having to use both hands to scoop candy up and then dump it into the bags. And uh, we started full our, size or, no, so um, no, we got some. They're like fun size type candies. Um, okay. But dude, I, we literally, uh, it was it's insane. We actually had our, our tote bag with us. Uh, we had the skeleton dance party tote um, with us, and we ended up having to dump from our b- other bags into it several times. Oh wow! And ended up having that pretty much filled up. Um, oh my gosh! To capacity, and then still had 
candy in our individual bags. Good lord. It's dad so, tag season. <laughs> dude, I have candy for days. Um and that's one thing that I was actually really impressed with. Uh the party itself were the candy stations and the I I I guess you could say treat trail, treat spots, whatever you want to call it. Um they were they were well placed uh, around the park and they were easily easily accessible um very easy to find and uh just, again just the amount the sheer amount of candy that they were handing out if they just had like barrels right just literally barrels filled right. with candy and they're just scooping and dumping and it was just yeah it was great um you know i get to the point where like we went through a couple lines and you know they were i was right behind the kids you know kind of helping them out um, and you know, they miss my bag because I'm help concentrating, helping the kids get the candy in their bags. And I was like, I was fine with it. I was like, okay, I don't care that you didn't see my bag or didn't get my bag because I don't need this amount of candy, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I will say it was really good. Um, really, really good variety of candies as well. A lot of chocolates, but you got, uh, plenty of like starburst and that sort of thing as well. So, right. um, yeah. So uh, what was the gauge on crowd size? Uh, I know that the party has been yeah. sold out for quite some time. So yeah, uh, what was the crowd like? Yeah, I, I was, you know, and it was hit and miss uh, a little bit. So the crowd, obviously, yeah, these these parties, all of them have been sold out um, for the, you know, the last, basically last month, they've all been sold out. And so at times you could, you could tell this event was sold out at times. Uh, there's there's a point that we crossed into the main hub in front of the castle during uh, the Hocus Pocus stage show. And um, they do Hocus Pocus with some other villains um, involved in it as well. And as we as we kind of passed through, uh, we you know kind of took the show in as we kind of walked along the way. And... Um, it was it was a neat little show that they were doing. Uh, we didn't again we didn't we didn't watch it from the beginning and we didn't stay for the end. Uh, but what we caught of it was was a cool show. But you could tell there was a crowd there. <laughs> like navigating that area, pretty much in the pitch black dark, it was it was pretty difficult because of the sea of people there, and so you could feel it in pockets, right? Like you could feel that there was a huge crowd in the in that area but once you got out of that area at that time at that particular time then there was like no crowd so it was just kind of like it kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the evening of like where you were and what was going on in that area um to feel the crowd so you could you could feel some people there but there were plenty of instances where we were walking down taking up the full width of the walkway almost and not feeling like you're in the way of anything you know, so it was, I think it was a fair, like, it's just, it's a fair crowd size. I think that if okay. someone's, if you're looking for lower crowds than this, than just a typical magic kingdom day, then yes, it gives you that it, it presents that value to you. Um, and it, it even, it reflected in the wait times as well for, for the shows and attractions. That was my next question. Yeah. So, um, you know, they do some meet and greets and special meet and greets at this uh, event, uh, especially. So um, outside of those, 
and those wait times uh, because Jack and Sally garner a huge audience. Right. Uh, so their wait times skyrocketed at like 180 minutes plus um, to meet them. But outside of that, I think the longest wait time that I saw when I throughout that evening as I checked was like Jungle Cruise for 30 minutes. Hmm. So, I mean, you, we walked on a people mover. Uh, we could have walked on to Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Uh, we walked on to the uh, teacups. Um, let's see. Yeah, we, we I mean, we could have walked on to Aladdin. Um, you could have walked on to uh, Small World. Peter Pan was like 15 minutes. Um, the Dumbo had no wait. You know, they're all like showing five minutes. Carousel, five minutes. Like everything was pretty much a walk on. Space Mountain, 20 minutes, uh, which was in the complete black darkness. And they mm-hmm. play some special music for that too. Nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's literally, there's barely any wait time. So if you're, this is, this is a, I think a good event that if you're purely wanting to ride a ton of rides and you took advantage of getting there at four o'clock or so, um, you could definitely, you could definitely ride a lot of rides. Okay. And one of the things too, one of the rides that kind of surprised me, so Big Thunder wasn't open, which I was disappointed about because I really wanted to ride Big Thunder at night, especially with no crowds around essentially. Right. Um, but Splash Mountain uh, was open and it was like a 10 minute wait for it. Mm. But, you know, as we walked through there, cause they had one of the, one of the treat trails kind of right in front of it. And uh, they, they had the lights off in the briar patch. So as you okay. dropped from uh from you know from Splash Mountain at the top you're going you're dropping into the dark into the thorn patch. Man. So <laughs> it was a little I was that was a little sketch. Um <laughs> so yeah it was it was but yeah I I would say all in all um the the wait times and the crowd levels were not uh were not something that I would uh frown about. Okay. Uh, do you feel that based on your experience alone, was the price tag worth your uh, admission? I would say for us and for our party and what we wanted to accomplish with this event, um, I think the, and I think the night that we went, it was a $120 ticket. Um, I would, uh, I would do it again. Uh, I think the value was there. Uh, I, and we enjoyed ourselves. The kids absolutely enjoyed it. I mean, they had literally had no idea what we're, where we were going, what we were right. doing until we walked through, uh, you know, through the gates at magic kingdom. So that was a great, it was a great way to, um, you know, to, to kind of introduce the Halloween season to them. And, um, so, yeah, we, I, I would, I, I love, I thought it was a great value, um, you know, and we weren't ones to do a lot of the show, you know, the like Hocus Pocus show, uh, but what we got out of it um, was, a, I thought, a, a good value um, for the money that we spent, and I would do it again. It's good to hear. That's the million dollar question. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Good stuff. Uh, also, um, 
did you get to partake in any of the meet and greets uh, for the special characters? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, we did. Different ones out there. Yeah, there's some unique ones. I mean, a lot of a lot of characters you don't normally get to to meet. Um, you know, they had a whole section. I'm gonna call it like the Disney Junior section uh, over in Storybrooke Circus, where they had Vampirina, they had Doc McStuffins, uh, Timon, um, they had Goofy and Minnie and Daisy and Donald. Um, they had uh, they had uh, over by teacups. They had the Mad Hatter. They had Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They had the Queen of Hearts. Um, they around uh, they had uh, yeah to all a lot of the princesses, uh, if not all of them, uh, were represented in some capacity. Jack and Sally, like I mentioned, were there. Uh, you had uh, Jafar. Um, you had Aladdin and Abu, uh, which we were actually in line waiting to meet them. And then they changed out for Jasmine and Jeannie. So we got to meet Jasmine and Jeannie. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they had some, um, let's see, who are some of the, oh, all the country bears. Yeah, like Big Al, uh, Liver Lips, um, and so a couple of the other guys were there. So, and um, so they had they had some good meet and greets, um, some good uh, that Jack's uh, Jack Sparrow was available for a meet and greet as well. So they had some good um, some good characters, some good meet and greets. I would say that a lot of them were pushed into um, and this is kind of like maybe one of my complaints altogether for for the event that. A lot of the activities, including meet and greets, were pushed into the left quadrant, uh, you know, the left half of Magic Kingdom. So essentially, you had like your stage show activity happening in the main in the main hub, and then the majority of the activities for the evening, including the specialty food and beverage items, many of the meet and greets and many of the rides, they were operating in Liberty Square in Frontierland or Adventureland. And I didn't like that because it creates a little bit more of a crowd effect in an area that's already a little smaller than some of the other areas in Magic Kingdom. Um, when you look at those like smaller walkways in between Adventureland and Frontierland and stuff. And so that's one part I didn't like was because it was concentrated. So you had to kind of force yourself into a more crowded space because more people were over there, you know, doing things just because most of it was over there. So, so yeah, so that was one takeaway that I didn't like, and I would have, I would have cared for more meet and greets. Like I would have cared for, they had some good characters that you normally don't get to see, but I would have liked to have seen some other characters, some other villains and such that again, you don't, typically you get to see i would have liked to have seen them you know on display as well in a meet and greet fashion because they did have some good ones in the in the parade which uh, we'll get to in a little bit but I, I wish they would have maybe had some of those guys some you know evil queen or you know uh, maleficent or you know some some other people even like the hyenas you know or something like that like where you could where you can meet and greet some of these other characters um that you know typically you don't get to see that i would I, I wish i would have 
had you know had experience like that so the question i got for you jordan is um did you partake in any of the special snacks and offerings within the park besides the copious amounts of candy you received (laughs) um yes absolutely yes absolutely um that was one of my main uh objectives in the party was to try as many of the uh, exclusive snacks and food beverage items that I possibly could. So we essentially, after we went on people mover, uh, to get our, our evening started, um, my next pursuit was snacks. So go find snacks. Uh, so I, uh, we headed over to sleepy hollow and that's where we got the, uh, grave digger milkshake and we got the worms and dirt, um, funnel cake as oh, well man, so how was that so i'll tell you so the the milkshake was pretty good because it it was a matcha milkshake uh so it was pretty good pretty creamy um the theming was really cool because had a little like a uh, little tombstone and, and like a little shovel shoved right. into it the funnel cake i was disappointed with um, and normally, I mean, everything coming out of Sleepy Hollow, usually pretty good food items. Um, the funnel cake was a little dry though. Uh, I, I think I'll chalk it up to, it had, you know, the, the chocolate dusting on it too. So I think that powder almost kind of made it even more dry, yeah. you know, when you actually ate it, it did have some, uh, chocolate I think it was ice cream on top, but it was only like right in the middle and it's literally like a single scoop. So the parts with that were really good, uh, but the majority of, of, of it was just literally funnel cake with, with chocolate powder on it, essentially. So it was a little dry, a um, little underwhelming, uh, but the kids enjoyed it because there were some uh, gummy worms on it, too. So, yeah, I have the gummies, but. Yeah, got to try it though. Um, one one little thing that I got to have at the party that I did not anticipate being able to have, um, I got myself some popcorn. And I'm not the biggest popcorn guy, but um, but when I was passing by to take Grayson to do some uh, trick or treating, do some get some treats, I. Uh, just happened to look over at the popcorn stand in Liberty Square, and wouldn't you know, the zero popcorn bucket was on display. Oh, boy. And so I diverted all of my plans and hopped in line <laughs> because that bad boy was coming home. So, I, um, so yeah, I got in line and waited for it for about 15 minutes, and uh, proud now and the proud owner of... Uh, a light up zero popcorn bucket. I love it. Yeah. So nice one to add to the collection and only sold during this event. So I am super, I was super excited that I was able to get it. Um, Side note, I did not get to have um, a a beverage from a particular sipper. Uh, That would be the Donald candy corn sipper because they were out. Apparently been out for about a week or so. So, so yeah, I um I unfortunately did not get to have the get the Donald Sipper to add to, to the collection. It was if if you could have asked me, Jordan, what's the one thing you would like to have from Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party? 
it was the Donald candy corn sipper mm-hmm. and I had to walk away without it. So we'll, we'll you see. Could always, we'll you see could how always jump it, on eBay and take a second mortgage out on your house for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you, who do you think already has some favorite in watching on their watch list? Yeah. <laughs> this guy. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm already in pursuit, buddy. I'm already in pursuit. So, um, I did get to have the almond cake, the candy corn, almond cake it look essentially like a corn on the cob um like street corn corn on the cob but it was covered in uh candy corn pieces and it was and it was it wasn't a corn on the cob at all it was an almond vanilla cake and it was delicious it's uh, corn. We got that <laughs> it's corn <laughs> it, we're probably too late on that trend I mean, it's it's long gone i guess we're dads, you know? so it's that's what the young people tell me now. It's, it's already do. It's already passed. Uh, uh, we also got the 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 buffalo chicken fried pie, um, which was my number one food item that I wanted to get. And I'll tell you, it was. I mean, it's essentially like a. It was like a hot pocket, but in like a flaky dough shell, and it had buffalo chicken inside with like a jalapeno drizzle on the outside, like oh a jalapeno my. aioli. It was good. It was tasty. And the Buffalo was actually like hot. Like normally you don't get hot, spicy things at Disney. And this was surprisingly like it, it packed a punch of heat. Uh, it was, it was good. Uh, so I split that, uh, with my mom. Uh, but when we, when we, uh, when we got the almond cake, uh, you know, we picked that up from Pecos Bill and I saw it on display and I've been telling myself I was going to get it for a while now. And I finally pulled the trigger on the walking taco. Uh, and, and how did that go? It was great. It didn't disappoint. <laughs> it's literally like 1099. And I think I could feed like four people. It was massive. Jeez. It's really like literally take like the, you know, like the party size or like family size Frito bag. Literally. Cut the top of that off, dump half the Fritos out, and then cover it with ground beef and lettuce and tomatoes and cheese and sour cream. That's what it is. You're literally walking away with like half a bag, literally like three pounds of food. Mm. And it's insane. It's it was so good. So we all we all um ate ate off of that. Uh and <laughs> it was it was so good. So if you're in the parks and you need a good, good snack and it's, it's mobile too. That's the great thing about it too, is you literally can take it with you. Um, the walking taco from Pecos bill is where it's at for sure. Yeah, Pecos bills, nice. um, as far as quick service goes, probably one of my favorite quick service places in all the parks. It's their really good. And their you portions know, are fantastic. It's a good value. Um, we, we actually had lunch there when we went on our keys to the kingdom tour. And they had a full spread for us. Um, I was really impressed when when we went there uh, for that occasion. And yeah, it's a really good place to just dip in and get you something. Um, and they have something for everybody too. So you can even if you're like on a high protein, low carb diet, like you can do like if you're counting macros and stuff like that, you can do you can easily accommodate anyone there. So just give yeah. me the pork carnitas platter. Oh man, I'm goodness. all there. So good, it's so good. But yeah, walking taco. Next time you're there, give that a shot. Notated. So, did you pick up on uh, 
I know this is your first time visiting mm-hmm. uh, the parks for you know the the Halloween party. Uh, have you figured uh, some pros and cons of uh, your experience there? Um, you know, or anything stood out that fits in either category? Yeah, I mean, I will say you know it was very noticeable that you know they only run two they only run two parades and they do one fireworks show. So naturally a fireworks show is going to have a huge crowd no matter what, because it's the only one. And they did it at 1015, um, the night of our event. Um, and then because the parades only run twice, one's at like 915. I think the other one's at, I want to say like 1115. Essentially you've got to pick, you've got to be able to, and with little ones, it's much harder. You know, if you want them to see the parade, I think your best case is watch the go to the early parade and really just stay in your spot and watch the fireworks. Like just literally stay stay still, especially if you're in the main hub area or main street and just watch the watch the parade come through, stay still and watch the the fireworks show. Um so we we had we actually, you know, what we did is we watched the um boot to you parade essentially right in front of the castle, just to the left, kind of facing the bridge to Liberty Square. And it was a great spot. We got to see everybody kind of come through over the bridge. So it's a nice little perspective with the castle in the background, too, as they came around the, the circle there in the hub. And uh, what we decided to do was leave from there immediately and go over to uh, the teacups and ride the teacups because we knew we'd be able to walk onto it and do it real quick. Uh, while we were over there, we we uh, met the Mad Hatter, got some photos taken with him. It was good, really good. I I, the, I will say the meet and greets during the event they seem to be a better interaction or a longer interaction. You know, so um, I think that's also another benefit to to the party. Um, but then you know we quickly got back over to um, over to the hub again in front of the castle and by the time we got over there we still had probably 10 minutes before the fireworks uh show so we'd only been gone for you know if you think about it we after the parade we'd only been gone for 15 minutes or so 15 20 minutes max and that was enough for that place to fill up i mean fill fill up but we nestled our way through the crowd got right kind of in the middle of the hub almost near the partner statue and had a great had a great vantage point for for the show and uh so i will say like that's kind of a pro and con like just if you're you may have a hard time if you leave your area uh in between uh you may have a hard time finding a good spot for that show since there is only one of them that's fair yeah but that show is awesome because they essentially have like this giant it's jack skellington presents the show and He's a giant puppet, essentially. He's he's like moved by a couple people, and you can barely, barely, barely see them if you're close enough to the stage, like we were. Um, but it's it's really cool how they operate the Jack Skellington character as he presents the show, and then the projection on the castle as Mickey and the team kind of go through, navigate the this haunted house, and kind of unveil all these different villains throughout. And the fireworks display was 
was really cool. And we, you know, we watched this show from our balcony at uh, Grand Floridian um, about a month ago. And so this was just a really cool, uh, you know, it was really cool to finally see it in person up close. So uh, it was, uh, it was very impressive. It's probably the best, you know, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't like talk, pull it on your emotions, like uh, happily ever after or anything else does, but the display itself and the, what they did with projections on the castle and things like that, like it was super, super impressive. So really, really good show. Nice. Um, other than, other than that, um, yeah, some learnings and takeaways. I would say, you know, the know who you want to go meet and greet. And if you want to, um, if you want to do some things later in the evening, I would say that that last hour of the party, um, you could probably get probably get a couple good things in in that last hour because there are, you know, a good amount of people left immediately after the fireworks show. And, you know, as we were leaving at I think we were walking, literally walking under the train station, like 1145, 1130, 1145. Um, there, there, there was no there was hardly anyone. So. I think there's a good amount of you know play there where you can you could get some things done in that final hour for sure. Um, if you want to get some shopping done, you have to get the shopping done early. Uh, we were actually going to get some. I was going to get a shirt, uh, one of the party exclusive shirts, and some other things, and right. they were they were sold out. Like couldn't get anything. Wow. That, it, so that was a little disappointing too. It's like, come on, Disney. Like I know there's supply and demand issues, but this party's been going on for like a month now, you know, almost two months. Like were they out like outright or did they run out that evening during the party? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but they were um yeah. They only had like the parties the party exclusive shirt. They had some smalls left and that was it. Literally it. That's uh but yeah they had some of the some of the other party exclusive stuff they just did not have. I don't know I'm not sure when they ran out, but when we went there at about uh, 10 30 10 45 uh, they were they did not have anything so, so i'm guessing you're going to be adding some more stuff to your ebay shopping <laughs> we'll see maybe we'll see about that so but yeah that was a little bit of disappointment that sounds like a very uh fun filled weekend though sounds like you you got a lot packed in there for uh you know just one evening at the parks yeah i mean it's again advantage of going when there's not a ton of people there you know I, you know, it's a good way to take in the park. You can maximize your time if you really want to. You could just get after it. Um, we just, you know, we did it in a very easy way, especially for the kids. We did a lot of candy trails, you know. So if you're not there for the candy, you could go there for the rides and you could have a, a different experience. I'd say if you're on, you know, the one side of the park versus the other, you could have a different experience. Uh, they had like a, uh, Monsters Inc. kind of like dance party in Tomorrowland. And if you were solely concentrated on everything, like I said, the majority of the stuff was happening on the left side of the park. And if you were over there kind of enthralled in all of that, you would never know that that dance party was happening with the Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. characters over in Tomorrowland. So it's just a, and then no one would go to the back of, in Storybook Circus with all those characters. Like it was just empty. So th- you could have so many different experiences in the way that you attack this party. 
Um, so I, again, I think it, it's a really good value for people that want to go ride rides, for people that want to meet a lot of characters, uh, people that want to eat a lot of candy, uh, for people that want to uh, take in a lot of like stage and live shows, including fireworks and parades, and uh, and overall just people that want to enjoy lower crowd levels. Um, and then I think you can do you can focus all that. Um, all that towards one of those things and get your money's worth and feel like you got your money's worth. So I would say just if you're going to the, any of these parties in the future, whether it be the Halloween party or the Christmas party, um, or even like an, a general after hours event, uh, I think that as long as you go in with a game plan of what you want to accomplish and like kind of what, what kind of event you want to have for you and your family, then I think you can absolutely have that experience, that type of experience and feel maximized. Um, just go in with a plan. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I probably should have asked this question earlier, but uh, can you uh, explain exactly what your hard ticket comes with for the event and what it does not include? Yeah. Um, it comes with entry. Um, that's about it. Um, parking's not included. Um, so if you need to pay for parking, you would have to pay for parking. Um, you get into the event, but it does not include any type of snacks, any type of beverages. Um, it does not include any type of photo pass. Um, all of those things are separate add-on things that you'd have to purchase through the app or through the website. So just your treat bag. Yeah, you literally got a tre- you got your treat bag, filled it up with candy, and then um, at Regular the end park of the mission. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the evening, uh, we did get a little um, little souvenir uh, print of the Halloween party uh, representing the 50th anniversary as well. So nice, got that as a little uh, little gift as well at the end of the night upon exit. So, so yeah, all in all, it was a it was. I was looking forward to this event because we had never done it before. And right. it was something we we've always talked about doing ever since we became pass holders at Disney world. And I'm very happy that we did this very happy. We went, I think the kids had a great time. Um, I had a great time. It was a good way for us to spend some good family time together and experience some new things and different things that you just can't at right. any other day at magic kingdom. Um, so I was overall, I'm very, very happy with this event and I look forward to going to another one. Oh yeah, man. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. And of course I'll, um, I'll recap and, um, put all this into a blog format as well off the monorails.com. Uh, so I'll write up the blog there, uh, summarizing a little bit of what we talked about today. And I'll of course throw out some, uh, videos and photos on there as well. Um, we'll also litter the uh, social feeds with photos and videos from the event. So keep your eyes peeled there on all of our socials at Off the Monorails. That's on Instagram, it's on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. Um, we'll have some, I'll throw some little shorts on uh, YouTube as well. So find us there, Off the Monorails podcast. Uh, so yeah, just go check out everywhere. Make sure you're following us on all the socials so you can see all that stuff. Um, but 
got some really cool shots, uh, some really cool perspectives and just different things you just don't get to see. Uh, the castle lit up and done in different ways that you normally don't get to see. I think right. Disney did a very good job of mixing in the right amount of spooky and fun, if that makes sense. Right. Um, so it was just, it was really cool. Like, you know, there's just some moments where you had like this, there's one scene, I'll, I'll kind of paint the picture of one of the photos that I took. It was, you know, Tom Sawyer's Island. And I'm sitting there in Frontierland, uh, kind of looking towards Tom, Tom Sawyer Island. And I can see the castle in the background a little bit too. And just this fog is rising up over the water and from mm. the rivers of America. And this fog, and it's just like catching the green light from mm-hmm. the castle. And it's just like perfectly spooky, perfectly like just, yes, it like dark, you know, as dark as it needed to be. And it's just really cool perspectives of like seeing, seeing the park and lit in a different way. So yeah, that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Really, really cool stuff. So love to see that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what all kind of renders you, uh, you come out with. And uh, I I know you love, you're doing your uh, photography stuff on the side and you're getting better and better at that. So looking forward to those edits coming through and uh, sharing them with uh, all of our followers and listeners. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I will say, too, uh, just to toot our own horn, um, I will say the the uh, the Sid's creation shirts that we uh, design and the dancing skeletons uh, both were hits at the party. Uh, so if you haven't got yours, go check out off the dot com. We already mentioned it. you can go read the blog there, but also you can go to the shop, uh, go get those uh Go get those designs while they're there. Um, it's perfect, perfect for for the Halloween season. And if you're listening to this right now, you still have time uh, to get these in the mail. So uh, go order them right now. Um, probably today, if you're listening on Friday, uh, probably today is your last day to get these in time for Halloween. But these shirts make make good. You can wear these anytime. Uh, that's what yeah. that's what's beautiful about them. But uh, they were a hit. Um, so. And the tote bag, I'm telling you, man, it handled it handled that ten pounds of candy so well. <laughs> so uh, good to know. Yeah, it was really good. Um, Went so, through the tests and rigors of uh, Walt Disney World's Halloween party, so we love that. Absolutely. So next next trip, we'll go to the grocery store with it. So saving saving the planet, you know, one uh, battle test, one piece of OTM merch at a time. So um, go. so yeah, so go check out those designs, and we got some uh, others there as well already. Uh, some uh, hats and shirts and hoodies, and we'll have some some more holiday inspired uh, goods on the way here very very soon. So uh, be on the lookout for those announcements too. So yes, sir. Looking forward to uh, the Christmas offerings. Yes, wink, wink. yes. So, um, what other we what other housekeeping we have? Um, told you to go look at the site. Told you to go follow us on our show, socials. I've got one. Go How about uh, we're we're wanting to beef up our following on our YouTube channel. So please go visit youtube.com or visit it on the app and just look for Off the Monorails podcast. Yeah, and or make sure you hit subscribe. Yeah. And make sure you hit the bell for notifications when yeah. we go uh, live or post new content to that channel. Yeah, that just goes for all of our channels. Just if you want an f- easy place, just go to offthemonorails.com. We have links to all of our socials right there. So if you want to, if you have a preferred platform, just go there, click follow, sign up for the notifications, 
Uh, but yeah, we've we've got some things in in the works for our YouTube channel, and so be sure to uh, follow and subscribe there as well for sure. And last but not least, tell a friend about us. It's free. Yeah, tell tell a friend, tell a colleague, tell a coworker, uh, even tell your boss that you don't like. Um, if they're if someone you know is trying to go to Disney World uh, and looking for a resource, uh, point them our way. We'd love to uh, be able to help them out and guide them and just again share share our experiences and it's a better better your experience when you go into disney world yeah Uh, a a good example of this is uh ryan's daughter olivia asked to have one of our business cards and she ended up giving that to one of the faculty on staff at her school (laughs) love it true story look at that networking at its finest i love it my little she she did great (laughs) (laughs) yes um yeah, another way you can help uh, tell people about us is by leaving a review. So on your uh, podcast platform of choice, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts, uh, click those stars while you're listening right now. Just take the two seconds and tap those stars, leave us a rating. And if your uh, platform allows it, type us a review real quick. Let us know what you like about the show. Let others know what you like about the show. And that way uh, we can reach more people and they can uh, get more insight and and maybe just enjoy and have some fun and laugh as well. So, Jordan, you're worth five stars. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I can guarantee there will be Ryan. laughs. <laughs> yes. That is the most <laughs> certain. But also, yes. one thing that is certain is that we like to drink coffee. So oh. I would like to give a shout out to Electric City Roasting Co. And they are a oh. small batch coffee producer out of Scranton, Pennsylvania. And we have had the privilege of working with them pretty much since the inception of this podcast. They have been uh, yeah. day one hitters for us, and they just keep coming with the the you know they keep knocking it out of the park with all these different roasts they come up with. But whether yes, you stick with your uh, your boom roasted or any of your other just you know standard flavors, you can't go wrong. They got the harvest blend that's out right now that is amazing. Uh, they always roll out different seasonal blends, whether it be whole bean or, or ground, and you can choose uh, if you want a coarse grind or a fine espresso grind. You can buy yeah. in bulk, whatever you want. I'm sure they got it. But you can use our code to get 20% off your first order, and that would be OTM Coffee 20 when you go to checkout. Uh, like I said, 20% off your first order. They have lightning fast shipping. Uh, do yourself a favor and go ahead and order bulk because once you brew that first pot, you're going to be hooked. Absolutely. I agree. Um, I also want to name another one of our affiliates that uh, just recently came on board with us, and that's 1901 Candle Company. Uh, They are based here in uh, Northeast Florida, and uh, we greatly appreciate them coming on board with us. And they're sharing a code uh, for 15% off your purchase at checkout. Uh, They do – uh, scented candles uh, themed after Disney and other uh, uh, popular uh, theme park scents. And uh, I just recently uh, made my purchase today, actually. Uh, so yeah. to save 15% on your purchase, make sure when you go to check out, enter the code off the rails 15 to save 15% on your purchase. Yeah, you're going to love them, Justin. I, I love my candles from them and they just they do some great stuff and Great company. Uh, again, these are these are small companies that we're proud to work with, and so when you're supporting them, you know we they appreciate it as well. Uh, so 
Uh, you're talking about some family-owned and operated uh, companies like 1901 Candle Company. Uh, so really, really good stuff and, and supporting some good causes as well. So along the way, um, you can check out those companies and more uh, down in the episode description. Uh, the links are there directly to them uh, to, go sh- uh, to go see what they have to offer along with the discount codes mentioned as well. So be sure to check out the episode description uh, for more information on those companies and others uh, that we are affiliated. And we would greatly appreciate your support for them. And uh, last but not least, uh, we would also appreciate if you would like to support our show and our ability to continue to cover things like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party and other special events at Disney, uh, you can buy us a coffee. Uh, so if you'd like to, just click the support button in the episode description or on our website at offthemonorails.com. Click that support button. It'll take you to our Buy Us a Coffee page. Uh, from there, you can buy us a coffee or two or three. And uh, by doing so, uh, you will uh, donate directly towards the show. And your contributions go directly towards our ability to bring you uh, our feedback and information and reviews on events First-hand and experiences that's all we that's all we aim to do so uh, know that your uh, your donation goes directly to the show and directly uh, helps us contribute uh, back toward you and others so uh, if you feel led to do so uh, we would greatly appreciate that and thank you for all those who have contributed so far we, we really appreciate it yes yes for I sure. agree. all right gentlemen yeah um Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party was was a hit. I'll say that. I love to hear that, man. It's uh, making me excited for uh, the Christmas party coming up for me next month. Uh, we're like uh, T minus less than three weeks, I think. I know, so, uh, man. I mean, it's coming right on up on us. So uh, we're definitely uh, getting things prepared on my end. Me and my little dude are excited. Can't wait to uh, experience the uh, Snope season and its <laughs> finest. Yes, and uh, we'll. Uh, We'll be reporting on that and from information for you guys and uh, firsthand experiences to come. I will say going to the Halloween party absolutely put me in the Halloween spirit. Uh, I'm in full Halloween mode, um, ready to pass out some candy, ready to to do this thing. And, you know, we'll keep that that inspiration going with with some of the episodes upcoming. And then we'll move right on over to uh, to the holiday season, to to Christmas and Thanksgiving and all, all the good stuff. So. Be uh be on the lookout. Stay tuned for for our future shows. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to us on your favorite podcast platform, go ahead and do that. Why not? Uh, you know you're gonna want to listen, so uh, go check it out. And if you're new to the show, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, spending yeah, some time absolutely. with us. And um, go go check out some of our old episodes. We got some great stuff. We've got some really cool things that we've dove, dove into before. Uh, we've got our you know we've got lockdown of the best restrooms at disney world you know no one no one ever talks about that but everyone needs it everyone needs to know when you need to go to the bathroom so we tackled that head on yeah Yeah. or if you want to know a good drinking spot you know where you just want to have a nice nice beer or a cup of coffee go check us out or even Um, a really funny cast member story yeah we've got all kinds (laughs) of good stuff uh so go check out the back catalog Uh, again leave us rating leave us a review tell us what you like uh, and again, as always, stay tuned. We got some really cool stuff down the pipeline and we can't wait to share it with you. And thanks again for spending a little bit of time with us. And yeah, we're, we're booked up all throughout uh, the rest of the year here. Uh, every week we got recordings scheduled. So uh, 
We have a lot of good stuff in store for you guys. Yeah. So with that being said, guys, we'll see you next week. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. And this is Off the Monorails. Monorails.